On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we have NFL. We talk a little college and big deal, no thing. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line to be a part of the show, or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that at Carolina Sports Talk. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Two weeks in a row, man. Who do we think we are? I am. Welcome in, as always, my man. <laughs> yours, nice. DJ High Star nice. in the building. Nice, nice. Who right do you off. think you are? I am. I mean, I mean, sports reference. That, to kick us that off. like that goes down along with the bows to the world and the other quirky <laughs> things that are. Caucasoid brothers have given us our Caucasoid it's brother reveling forever. And this is the thing, man. This is the thing. I don't listen, man. We we kind of start, uh, you know, any kind of way every week. But I was telling my coworker today, younger white lady from Laguna Beach. Okay. I prefer when like a white guy is like say say for instance he's describing whatever. I hate to say describing a crime, but describing somebody, you know. Um, describing an athlete, yeah, it was a six five black guy. I want that. I want that <laughs> instead of like, well, it was a six five African American male. Like, yeah. I don't, nah, don't nah, be nah. Just yeah, just get to me how you got it. Get to me how you would do it if I wasn't black. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. what it is, man. How you been, dog? Been a week since we recorded, so you know what I mean. Man. Only one this time, you know what I mean. What's been going on with you? I see what you did there. Um, chilling, man. I actually. Getting back from Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. Just flew in from Baltimore, and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we actually got one, too. <laughs> but no, um, I went to a Scissor concert last week. Uh, yeah, man, as advertised, man. Like, uh, man. I, first of all, beautiful, gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been to a Travis Scott show when he was. Doing the Astro World thing, I guess. Not when he actually did the festival and all of that stuff happened. But the theme of the show. And in Raleigh, he had like a roller coaster and on the stage, separating two stages in a like a festival Ferris wheel. And he got on the roller coaster and was performing a song, a song while he was on there. So I was like, oh, creativity has gotten to a place with live performances. SZA, her album is titled SOS, like Stuck at Sea and stuff. And every part of the live show was ocean themed, aquatic, bruh. It was top notch, man. Top mm. notch. Money well spent, bruh. Her. So, as we keep a tally of your festivals slash concerts, where are you so far for twenty twenty three? As we are, I don't know the now number though, but I do want to say because I promised the audience and also just the Crux Media audience in general, I promised them. Um, that I'd be doing reviews, and I'm okay. still trying to figure. Like, hey, I was, 
I may have to highlight great marketing um, solutions for mm -hmm. some of my graphic videos, but I, I really want it to be like, um, like if you see me on a video right now, you know, and I'm sorry for the, for the listening audience. Um, but if I'm like, so I went to SZA Dreamville and you know, and I want right. those, I, 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 I wanted a that. nice video as far as my recap joint. So that's still coming to the, to the general public from DJ high star, a, a rundown, but I would say easily like six or seven shows this year. Mm. Easily. Okay. It seems like it's yeah. more than that. I Have know, you, but now is is was or will Beyonce be anywhere on the list? Unless she's at Dreamville next year or something. <laughs> so I'm saying she had like 167,000 stops on the US side of the tour today and you didn't right. make it I didn't those. make it to neither of those 167,000 stops. Okay. I mean my thought about it is like I don't know how much she's grossed on the tour, but she oh, doesn't need my $2,000. A bill easily. Yeah. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, she doesn't I'm, need my bread. I'm willing to um, the eerie door opening, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm willing to bet it is because I'm. I think something around the lines I read of like 14 or 15 million that Blue made alone for her one little dance easily. that she does in those cities. So it's, it's not to mention she just dropped the trailer for the, the film, the motion picture that she's gonna be. How so, much money does Beyonce really need, bro, at this point in life? Like, let's just be honest about it. Like, come on, Beyonce. At some point, you just being greedy. And I don't care if the Beehive want to attack me or Bayhive or whatever y'all call yourselves this week. Call it the Beehive. And also, though, while we're on non-sport, sport-related news, resident roller skater Usher has been announced as the uh, halftime performer for this year's uh, Super Bowl. Not to, not to, it's not breaking news. It's broken. <laughs> it's been broken. Broken, broken news. Broken. <laughs> broken news, y'all. Broken news. <laughs> that might have to be a second. What did you think uh, when you heard it about that, though? I'll say, I got to admit, I liked it, especially the way that it was announced. Did you see the video with, yeah, um, yeah, with yeah. Prime Time? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it a confessions was throwback situation. Now, because it's Usher, it's, it's, of course, yes. Now, because he's doing the world tours, like, Duh! You could have waited and like faked like everybody else who's like, "Oh, I'm just going to surprise y'all with a world tour." If you're doing a Super Bowl, you're doing a world tour, right? Afterwards. And having an album, uh, and all exactly. of that stuff. You've got some kind of yeah, major yeah. project, even if it's just you, like popping up pregnant later on. Shout out to Rihanna. You got yeah. something else that's going to happen as a result of being on the Super Bowl halftime. So it was yeah. un it was kind of you know coming yeah. but I'm, I'm looking forward to it just go ahead and push it yeah it's easier to just push it shout out to patriot patty studios we out here me? live this week you know what i'm saying in the effort to try to be discreet sometimes it just, it yeah, so exactly. much worse. i've learned that i've learned that coming up with my dad like he's a heavy sleeper so mm. it's easiest to just like do what you got to do and it's about speed. It's not about the speed. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about the quiet. Yeah, and yeah. The gonna just get it done. <laughs> get in, get out. Go ahead on, do what you got to do. Learned that as a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story that I will definitely tell you uh, off air, but I got to tell you about the night of my senior prom. Uh, my pops was uh, strict. Had a mm -hmm. deadline. Uh, to say deadline. Had a curfew. I made it home for the curfew, but they were asleep. Mm -hmm. Right. Dun, dun, dun. So part two of the night. Exactly. We'll talk about that off air. But Sweet. Uh, talking about getting in, getting out, man, this NFL season has started with a swift swing and it is going full 
Just full All circle. Right. We already yeah. won fourth. So maybe I should take uh, Mike A today. Go ahead, though. <laughs> <laughs> a swift, swift swivel a of a swift swing. Swivel of a circle. A swing of a swivel. Swing of a circle is going going fast. It How about is. that? What, what week are we on so far? We have, we have completed five? week four. We're okay. entering week five with um, the Thursday night matchup coming up. Let me ask up. you this real quick. When does bye week start for teams? This week. This week come. This, this week, week starts here. the bye weeks, yes. Got you. Got Would you, you. Early, or, and, and it's just random, just as a fantasy footballer, uh, how is your fantasy teams doing it so far <laughs> but no <laughs> that good <laughs> that's a great question uh this past week i went one in two as far as the mm. amount of teams that won one of my teams are one in three i mean like my teams are constructed well but there's a couple of players and teams that have let let me down and we'll get into that it's a great teaser you know we'll get into that but it's Every like when you look at the roster as it's constructed, <laughs> you can't argue with me if you was in a preseason. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I see where you were going with that. However, so, comma. So yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, thank thanks for asking. No, um, I'm not doing the greatest, but it's a long season. <laughs> Listen, it really is, and we're literally at exactly. this point four games First into quarter. 17, 18 weeks. So um, it, it's still anybody's season. Shout out to Patriot Patty who received her first loss of the week of the season. Uh, now, in, in the Carolina Sports Talk League, uh, she did actually lose to someone who was previously winless. But um, I said, how are you so up to speed on all of this, and you're not participating in the league? Because I still check everything. I still have access to all of the leagues, Corny. and so. Well, <laughs> Corny, man. <laughs> I said from the beginning, the main reason that I didn't do it was because at the time that we needed to have gotten everything together, getting all the purses together from from all of the secure, like the security deposits and all. I just didn't have the time in that instance. Is that a fifteen? We're gonna talk about that a little later too. You don't gotta elocute it to me, uh, Jesse um, Williams. So <laughs> like, you don't gotta get your little civil rights speech together for me, bro. I, I understand. Now, what the fans are used to, and we have been kind of throwing them, throwing them off with like ad hoc freestyle shows, if you will. Mm-hmm. They're used to you like running down the scores with like the the NFL. Um, you know, the bed in the background of the NFL music and stuff, but we're not uh, scratch, record yeah. scratch. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it, keep it rocking, please. Cause I, it's, <laughs> he said, well, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm me peeing today, but no, so I, I did want to highlight a couple of things. The week, the NFL week did start off with the Lions versus the Packers. The Lions took down Jordan Love and the Packers 34 to 20. Fool's gold Or We're gonna talk about A couple other things But uh, Nevertheless Also the first International game Of the season Happened this week Mm -hmm. Out there in London We had Mm -hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars Take care of business Against the Atlanta Falcons Kyle Pitts Oh you're really gonna Go all the scores not necessarily, but I did want to, like, as I'm highlighting them, I see what's important. Like, these things, they got it listed very well in the ESPN app, bro. So, let's just go ahead go and ahead, run all the scores. Okay. Rams took, took down the Colts 29-23. Ravens over the Browns 28-3. The Vikings dismantled the sorry, terrible, don't need bro, to be a franchise anymore Carolina Panthers 21-13. We'll talk about why to uh, The Titans over the Bengals 27-3. Bucks took care and took down the Saints 26-20, excuse me, 26-2-9. Standing alone in first place in the NFC South. Bills over the Dolphins, 48-20. Broncos over the Bears, 31-28. Commanders over the 
excuse me, Commanders fall to the Eagles 34-21. Texans take down and dismantle and destroy and hurt and beat up on the lowly Steelers. Texans over Steelers 30-6. Chargers over the Raiders 24-17. 49ers take down the Cardinals 35-16. The Patriots fall to the Cowboys 38-3 in a throbbing. The <laughs> Yo, I'm going to do this next week. Good. <laughs> Go ahead. What is the last one, though? The, not the Two. Jensen. The Chiefs over the okay. Jets, the 23-20. And the Seahawks take down. And they, they dog, man. That's what I'm saying. This is going to lead me to Seahawks that Seahawks to Giants, 24-23. Just for uh, housekeeping purposes, though, the uh, Eagles score was 34-31 to um, in overtime. You had said 21, which is fine, though. But uh, and then we, <laughs> we had another overtime game. Uh, the Rams game against the Colts was another overtime game. A lot of games came down to the wire this week. Mm-hmm. While, we're here, <laughs> while we're here on the NFL, though, wanted to bring up a question that I want to begin asking you each week of this show, uh, Big Cliff. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer it as well. We might have to get a sound bite for it. But what's your most impressive win of the weekend and most disappointing loss of the weekend for you? So... There were so many good games and so many and games as a whole. Indeed. Um, I think it would be behoo of us and be responsible to give honorable mentions. And so I'll start there and then give you the actual winner. Say less. Okay, I like that. Uh, so with the honorable mention of the biggest loss or the most disappointing loss to me, it's got to be the Steelers falling to the Texans. And it's disappointing for several reasons. And here's why it's my honor and honorable mention. The Steelers suck. It is what it is. They're 2-2 two and two at this point And... As I say that, that they suck at two and two, and we're zero and four. So, go figure. But, um, and it, I say it's the dis. It makes honorable mention in a disappointing loss, though, simply because C.J. Stroud is proven to be who a lot of folks didn't think that he was going to be, including the Carolina Panthers franchise. And so, it's disappointing to me knowing that could have been my quarterback. <laughs> I see what you did there, where you went there. So, may I mention? All right, so, so each let me of get your honorable games, mention too. Say it again? I said, and you can give me your honor more. Well, it, yeah, and at the same time, we'll kind of um, give each other's kind of, you know, Critique viewpoints and, yeah, opinions on the game. To your point, though, with the uh, Steelers, the Steelers seem like they are the Carolina Panthers with a coach. <laughs> well, we got a coach. So, I like Frank I believe, Reich. I, I do. And I believe in him. Mm-hmm. But we just suck as the a team. Steelers fight. However, their roster is constructed, like whatever happens to their roster, whatever mm-hmm. the but now, granted, you've got some outliers, TJ Watts of the world and stuff like that. So you do have outliers and stuff like that. So yeah, you right. got a Brian Burns. Oh, absolutely. But so, what's the difference between oh and four and two and two? The, the, the head coach there stability of the program. There we go. Right. right, right. Heritage and actually. There's some legacy there that says, nah, for and, the pride of putting this jersey on. Can and he's a- had time to, Coach Tomlin has had time to establish exactly. what he wants as far as his culture. So if he gets a quarterback and, and the line starts to block over there like they, like they, like the steel curtain should block, then I think the Steelers will be better just as a franchise and, and with who they are. But as a whole, they, they Kenny Pickett's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they picked him up out of pit, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the rumblings from Pittsburgh, a lot of them fans, mm-hmm. they didn't believe as well, I don't think. Not all the way. Similar to what we experienced here in Carolina with Bryce. A lot of folks had their hymns and haws about it, but then those of us who were at least somewhat uh, 
buying into the snake oil as we typically tend to do. It's just so frustrating. All right, so. No, I, I, I mentioned it. I think it was on the show that I'm just going to get me an NFL jacket, but I'm over it, bro. I don't, I'm not well, even. Listen, it's, it's funny that you say that you're over it because this is what I picked as my. Was we doing disappointing loss just now? Yeah. Well, honorable okay. mention for the disappointing loss. <laughs> I got a bill you can try to steal it. So <laughs> you better get it for Right, me. exactly. I'm going to just throw that out there. <laughs> we were at home. We mean the Carolina Panthers. We were at home, okay. and that's my honorable mention for the disappointing loss uh, for the fashion that it happened in. Um, I still want to give you some things to talk about. So Not <laughs> even go for say, it. Okay. Go for it. Uh, well, first half, we start off, um, I want to say that we were up 13 to 7 at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. And then 14 unanswered points get scored by the Vikings in the third quarter. Nothing happens for the second half as far as offensively for the rest of the game for Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we go down in true Carolina fashion. Justin Jefferson scores two touchdowns, of course. A 51-yard fumble return by DJ Wanham. Um, and listen, man, they... This is why This is why in the beginning of this, you don't see a lot of emotion from me when it comes to the Panthers. <laughs> this is why. This is why, Nick Cliff. And, and I'm going to tell you a funny story. I actually got an invite to the game. Mm-hmm. Our frat brother, you know, Joe, he he let me know that he had some tickets. And he told me he knew how bougie I was. And he said, look, I'm going to tell you ahead of time. They're 500s. So he already knew that there was a good chance. Likelihood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did not. In true fashion, not disappointing him. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, I'm glad nah. I didn't, though. Hey. I'm glad I did not. You, hey, did you hit him with the, uh, uh, wait. Look at him. <laughs> It nah, house pretty no Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you want to go to the game? Nah, that ain't no thing. <laughs> I don't got nothing to look forward to. Nothing. But uh, yeah, so that you know, that's my honorable mention uh, as far as disappointing loss this week. The Panthers are a joke of a franchise. Um, so is this leading into your actual? No, because okay, they're, they're, okay, so they didn't even make it. No, okay, okay, they don't even just, get the okay. respect to be disappointing. I don't have that feelings <sighs> and or affection for them anymore. They don't, they you don't get no love for me. Not, matter of fact, you not only get no love, you don't get any attention. You like, don't get yeah, anything. Like you don't even have feeling or emotion towards. I did not watch the game. I don't care. I don't care. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the game. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm good. Yeah, but uh, okay. that does lead me into my disappointing loss of the weekend. The Seahawks beating mm, the Giants. Mm. And <laughs> Go ahead, but you mean you have the same disappointing loss, so this will make it a short show. <laughs> <laughs> more so, like, the Seahawks won, but it was the way that they won that it felt way more like a loss by the Giants to me. Absolutely. Ten sacks is ridiculous. That's where I wanted to start at. Go ahead. That offensive line, at some point, and we'll talk a little bit about it in the um, in college football with Colorado and USC. At some point, you got to grab your manhood and say, you will not do what you want to do to me. You're not going to just manhandle me and push me around any and every kind of way. The, I saw the highlights, and I saw Icky Iguanu give up a sack. And when, when they snapped the ball, I said, oh, Icky gave up a sack on this one. I wasn't, wasn't listening. I just was watching the, the highlights. And I said, oh, Icky gave up. Because just the way that he came off the line, mm-hmm. and it was a simple DN stunt where the 
the line, the inside lineman came and stunted around, and the D lineman swapped in and they swapped places, and he looked bewildered and lost Confused. and slow. Like you never played offensive tackle before. Like you life. weren't a first round top ten draft pick, bro. I with bad knees and forty years of life could have went out there and done a better job in that instance. And I don't know what's going on, but let's keep it to the Giants old line. Because <sighs> <laughs> you brought it back to Carolina, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so nah, back to the Giants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, but they was like Danny Jones. Wild. Exactly. And, 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 and the Seahawks, not that. This ain't the Legion of Boom out there. However, however, let's give credit where credit's due. Number 21 mm-hmm. for the Seahawks, the cornerback. Working. So he had a pick. I, I want to give the, the man credit. But go ahead with, with why, you know, that was kind of your disappointing loss or whatnot. Or, it was almost exclusively that them Tim Sachs. I didn't watch the whole game by the time I tuned in, and it's like they've got six. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were literally scraping and finding anything to talk about because they not have to talk about that. You just game. knew when the Giants got on the field that they were unmatched and not absolute. going to be able to step up and get to that next level. And it's it, it was ridiculous. So, so that was definitely my biggest uh, disappointing loss of the week. So I agree. W- um, go ahead. Who is your top spot for disappointing loss of the week? That was um, actually my choice. Um, hmm. So it's Devon Witherspoon okay. that stood out. Yeah. Uh, six foot, 185 pound cornerback. Um, guy's 22 years old, but showed off, man. He, he was, listen, coming up, making tackles, really big time hits. And then I believe that he had an interception toward the end of the game as well. Um it may have been a pick six. I just, I, to your point, I was not interested in the game that much to to stay uh, engaged, if you will. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, that that game was disappointing to your to your point of like defending the quarterback. Um, to me, okay, you don't have Saquon, but you still got Darren Waller. There's no, there's no reason. We haven't seen Darren Waller all season. There haven't been a Darren Waller sighting. So, like, as a quarterback, if you know the pressure's coming quickly, is it because you're scared of linebackers that are covering your tight end of why you don't target that? Or is it because the OC is not calling certain things where you have stuff in space? Again, back to Witherspoon, he was coming up on the swing routes and the bubbles and stuff and he was meeting the halfbacks or the wide receivers at the screen, like at the point that they was um, mm-hmm. catching the ball. So Darren Waller, he's on my fantasy team, Big Cliff. Help nah. me out, bro. Help me out. So, so why what, are they not using him? What's, what's going on? Scheme matters. And your abilities, what your strengths are, matter. We we had a discussion at the job, um, and, I re- and just in full transparency, I was communicating on why my boss doesn't use me in the best of my abilities. I've got gifts and talents within my field that allow me to stand out. And rather than use them, she restricts my abilities and tries to make me kind of stick in my little bubble. And I get it because you want certain things to be done a certain way, but it's like, if you have someone who has the talents, you use those. The Giants can't use Darren Waller's talents because he is a downfield threat. His size and speed and athleticism allow him to run routes that are often mismatched for a lot of linebackers who may be covering him. A lot, a lot of the corners are often too small. But because the, the Cowboys, because the Giants cannot block and allow those things to develop, they, they, they don't have the opportunity to utilize him for his strength and or his quote-unquote superpowers. And so that's why he's struggling like he is and, as you mentioned, been essentially a ghost. 
Last night, there were three passes that were thrown downfield for longer than 10 yards by Daniel Jones. One was intercepted for a pick six. One was deflected and the other was nearly intercepted. That's un, that's you, you, you cannot win football games like that because Agreed. anything underneath, they know that your line can't hold for the run and or anything deep. And so now your corners can get to press off and you really get folks like how Seattle was last night. Yo, I'm making my money tonight. Like you're trying to get all as much stats as you can to start building towards those bonuses so that at the end of the season, you can kind of ease back and hopefully get ready and protect yourself for the playoffs. And if not, I've made my money. I've, I've hit my benchmarks. I'm good. Appreciate you, New York Giants. And so that's the biggest reason why I think Darren Waller is a shell of himself, just simply because that <laughs> offensive line doesn't block long enough for him to be able to What's showcase and utilize his talents. Yeah. What's up with the Big Apple in football, man? We can't never get it right. <laughs> now, listen, Suffering. before we move on to impressive wins, though, there's one more honorable mention that I did want to give for disappointing loss because I didn't want to give it on the other side to as an impressive win, per se. Mm-hmm. But the Cincinnati Bengals losing to the Tennessee Titans 27-3. Mm-hmm. to In that game, because I'm starting him, Derrick Henry did (laughs) rush and throw for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, and all that stuff is cool. I don't know how that happened, all that stuff. Tennessee with 27 points is fine. That's, that's, we're used to seeing that. Like, that's fine. That's nothing that kills the, oh, that makes a splash in the headlines. Right. Cincinnati scoring three points Mm -hmm. is a headline grabber. And not only that, Jamar Chase's quote, Toward the end of the game is a headline grabber as well. What are you saying? Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much said I'm always open. I I'm always open. And that's really the the in the fashion that he said it was, I have nothing to say before this and nothing to say after this, as far as to reporters. They asked him, they might have asked him a totally unrelated question. So and he was like, What kind of pizza do you like? I'm always open. I'm always open. <laughs> Yo, I'm, going to I'm going in the showers now. Yeah, so Joe Burrow's hurt. It's yeah, been absolutely. well documented. Um and honestly, this franchise is gonna to have to think about the long term. Because what's going to happen is we that... We ran into that with Cam. I, boy, it's almost like you do this, sir. When you have an, a quarterback who's hurt, you need to preserve him. He is pushing through and he's showing grit. He's going Getting to mess shots around. shots or whatever. He is going to mess around and do something that's going to permanently hurt him and not allow him to be the quarterback that we know him to be. Yeah. And this, at this, like, you know, when we started showing my age, shout out to... Uh, uh, DJ Blaze, uh, I always give them a shout out for whatever reason, but because again, age, I'm showing the ages. But mm-hmm. when we came came into the 2000s, it was just like, oh, the 2000s, oh. And we look up, it's 2023. We got a class of quarterbacks that have come and gone from 2000 to 2023. Mm-hmm. Think about Andrew Lux of the world, bro. Mm-hmm. You think about just different quarter. I randomly was thinking about Brady Quinn the other day. Like, yo, <laughs> this dude had life laid out on the red carpet for mm-hmm. him in mm-hmm. Notre Dame and thought that, yo, I'm on NBC every weekend. I'm about to have a, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's nah, no he's disrespect. on NBC every weekend. Yeah, yeah, that part. That's what I was about to say. No disrespect <laughs> to him in his playing career, but you just see, the fragility of these NFL, especially some of like, again, the running backs and the quarterbacks, the fragility of those positions and like um, the separation of superstardom from like resident quarterback or like contract getter 
to journeyman or prodigy that never fully develops. Right. So let me ask you this. Would you, which would you rather be? Would you rather be the a highly touted first round top three overall who never quite makes it B give, give, well, go ahead, go ahead with your choices first. Cause I was going to say, give a, a, a little bit more, say like a four year career. He made it past the, made it, Passes rookie contract and then after Jamarcus, that, Jamarcus stuff Russell went down. No, Prime example. No, I mean, because he, <laughs> he played three and a half seasons in the right. league. He got a whole bunch of money and never turned out to be what the Oakland Raiders believed that he would be. And so, right. give um, choice B. B. Would you then rather be coming in second round, third round pick, and just you know bounce around the league as a backup for a bunch of years, a la Tyrod Taylor? Who's had some shining moments, but you know All he's right. he's been in the league Let's now sixty. <laughs> <laughs> so it ain't me, definitely not me. See <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, let me take Tyrod off. Let's no, Derek that, Anderson. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. Derek Anderson, them, like, journeyman who has a low time exactly as a starter. Tyrod type. was a good example. <laughs> He was. I understand what you said. <laughs> or would you be rather be like a C? Um, Huntley. Uh, point, though. <laughs> but go ahead. But no, see, uh, Huntley's a little different, he, even though he's the consummate backup. But where did he play college ball at? Tell me. Exactly. No, that's yeah. exactly my point. Who well, knew him before he came in? <laughs> yeah, like Tyrod like, Taylor, we know he's Virginia right, Tech. You right, know, he at least right. has. Okay, let's be interested got, to see where he's saying. going. So got it's like a. Or like, how his career develops. Exactly. Like, exactly. Let's, okay, so let's call B like the mid grade of them all. Like, <laughs> not quite Reggie, but like the mid grade. You know what I'm saying? I don't so. know what he's talking about, audience. <laughs> <laughs> You, you ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. All right. And you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. All right, no, we know you ain't got the answers. We got you. Right. So C is the quarterback who comes in and he's just like, listen, I'm just glad to be here. Um, I don't have any expectations. Just pay me. That could be an Allah of a uh, uh, little John from from Clemson who came in. He was a backup and just sat behind to Jim Sorgi, where you. you you just a backup forever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be on squads, no expectations. I don't really want to play. If I you gotta play, I will. D. You haven't given the choice D. There's only there's sports. only three. I, I have. You have to a give the D choice. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he did that on purpose, though. He did that on purpose. Um, to me, the fourth choice would be uh, a quarterback. That's unknown or like comes into the draft like fairly unknown and everything like that falls into a situation Mm -hmm. where the person playing in front of him gets hurt but has a great system around him a la Brock Purdy, Jimmy G. I didn't put that in purpose because because that would absolutely want to be the one everybody would want to be. Like you get the win. You act for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So let's stick stick to your three. We'll stick to your three. From from off the cuff, uh, it would be A. Mm. I mean, you said what, Jamarcus Russell? Just the money and all of that stuff, I guess. Because none of them, you said, none of them, you said, like, was winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) Exactly. So that makes my choice pretty easy. <laughs> if I'm Must not going to Super money. Bowl, let me get that bread. But if, if we're if we're honest about it, think about Ty, I'm I'm willing to bet, and I want to Google it and find out Tyrod Taylor's lifetime earnings Sorry. within the because if you think 
even if he's getting paid he's league minimum, right. you're under contract for 16 years in the NFL? Might have played, like, the seasons that's gone by where you played two games or something in three games. And, and, yeah. and let's talk about some of those start seasons where he was actually a starter and actually had an opportunity to hit some of those bonuses. In some of those years, he might have made 17 to $18 million in that season alone. Mm-hmm. And so over, you talk about the money. Jamarcus Russell made, I think it was $127,000 for his rookie contract and then flamed out of the league. So he got 127 mil for four years. But if you think about the Tyrod Taylors over that 16 years, he's probably made that plus a little bit more. Now, granted, everybody can't be your $500 million quarterbacks like uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. The, shout out to them for that Mahomes, my auto uh, commercial. That one was kind of funny. Um, but like Clever. Yeah, very much so. But like, th- there's still some substantial money that these guys are able to make. And so... Absolutely. Um, now, before we get into the uh, impressive wins, I do want to say there was, a, there was two Ofer Bowls this past weekend. So we had two Ofer Bowls. Uh, one was the Panthers against the Minnesota Vikings, and we know how that one turned out. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings got their first win of the season. The congratulations the to other, them. That was very big of you, Big Cliff. <laughs> the other Ofer that we had it was, was the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos <laughs> versus the Bears. So the 0-3 Chicago Bears faced off against the 0-3 Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos came out on depth. 31-28. Super pause. But Denver is sitting at 1-3 right now in their division. Just wanted to bring that up before we go into impressive wins. So I just wanted to actually bring that up by, by proxy as an honorable mention for me of an impressive win. Okay. So for uh, me, the impressive win has to be the Bills over the Dolphins with the That's Dolphins. My choice, y'all. <laughs> That's my honorable mention. Okay, okay, okay. I was so, going to say, we're going to have to tweak this game. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to vet each other before the game before the show starts. Uh, simply because of what the Dolphins did last week to mm-hmm. the, the Broncos, who just got their first win this week. Um, the Bills look good, man. And, and, and after that opening week loss, they have quietly just been beating the breaks off of folks. And so, is Von shout Miller out to coming them. back anytime soon? Or? I think he, after week six is when he's designated mm-hmm. to return. So they are going to elevate defensively and be a little bit better. And that's a scary thought, especially knowing what he's able to not just physically do, but just his presence on that field mentally and help to get other people into better positions. They're going to be a better defense as a result. So okay. who's your honorable mention so, for win? Most my, impressive win. My honorable mention was... Who, who we were just talking about before that game? The Seahawks. No, so it wasn't the Seahawks and the Giants. So I'm going to put my honorable mention at the Ravens. Okay. They went into Cleveland. Shout out to my twin sister. She was actually at the game. She went out there, to the, drove up there to Cleveland, went to the game. Okay. Um, took care of business against uh, Deshaun Watson and them boys, 28-3. to three. Shreed, uh, The box score, the only three points that the Browns scored was in the first quarter. This is against a red-hot Browns defense mm-hmm. for the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. where Miles Garrett has been doing his thing. Dismantling um, offenses and stuff like that. So they're my honorable mention. Lamar Jackson had four tutties. Um, yeah, they're, they're my, and this is no no OD, um, ODB. Mm-hmm. So that's my uh, honorable mention. I like the Ravens. I like what they're doing. I like to see Lamar actually playing comfortably and, and looking like a like the quarterback that he is. While you're at it, and, and uh, go ahead and give me who is your 
Impressive win. Impressive win. Impressive win was going to uh, come in the form of, of Buffalo uh, beating up on on the Dolphins in the spirit of our show and trying to keep it interesting. I was going <laughs> to say the Cowboys. Um, the 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 way that the Cowboys did, you know, granted they were at home and the Cowboys paid the page played the Patriots. For those that don't know, beat them thirty eight to three. That was probably my most impressive win. The way that they took care of the Patriots again, only three points in the first quarter, um, but they were at home in Jerry World. But but still, it was a game that when you like when you ready to turn it off in the second quarter, then you know what I'm saying. And right. I was in a house full of Patriots, Patriots fans, fans that was ready to turn it off. <laughs> I, it wasn't that impressive to me simply because I expected it. I anticipated mm-hmm. this. No. <laughs> Oh, the joys of being behind. Right. But no, so um, I, I said to one of the uh, guys in the booth, we were talking Saturday at Benedict's game. Um, he was like, yo, the Cowboys suck, man. I was like, this week will tell us who they are. I think dealing with the loss of that big and that important of a player um, that close to a game week can throw the mentalities of players off. We understand that they are traditionally like habitual individuals mm-hmm. um, and the, almost down to being ritualistic in the way that they practice, in the way that they prepare, in the way that they get ready. And so to deal with something like that, I understood it and I gave them a little bit of a pass in that loss to Arizona last mm-hmm. week just with losing their, one of their defensive leaders in digs that close to the game. I understood what that was. Um, kind this, of frazzled or threw them off. Absolutely. And I knew that with that in mind and in motivation they, that they were going to come out this week with the intentions of doing exactly what they did. And so it was a little bit expected for me. Mm-hmm. If I go and jump into my most impressive win, it's actually going to belong to a team that lost this week. So you're switching it up. It's not that. Well, no, Miami game you said was your honorable mention. Was my honorable go mention. Ahead. Okay, so, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm my actual, to hear this. So my impress, most impressive win of the week belongs to the Chicago Bears in a okay. 28 to 31 loss. Right. And why is that? Because they were able to hoodwink and swindle us Get our best player, do nothing with him, and get our first round pick for next season. So as they continue to lose, there is a very likelihood that the Chicago Bears can have the first and second pick in next year's draft. Now, so that is that is a huge win for them, but I do have to call you to task on this before we do move forward with NFL. The best player that was snatched from Offensive. us is the best offensive player that was snatched from us is currently in the running for the MVP for this year. So let's, he wasn't let's on the roster when they, did, when they came, though. He wasn't on the roster. Right, no, right, no, right. At the time that they came, right, he wasn't. Don't step on my segue. Don't step on my segue. You said you don't say segue. he's currently in the conversation so for MVP. Shout out as we do talk about and bring up DJ Moore. Uh, you know this is Carolina Sports Talk. Y'all holla at us, especially on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk. Talk back. Uh, your main man, DJ High Star, will kind of be uh, on the ones and twos over there at Sports <laughs> Talk, <laughs> Talk Back. But um, outside of DJ Moore, we did also lose, of course, Run CMC, who is doing his thing out there in San Fran. I asked you about your power rankings last week, so that won't be a weekly question that I ask. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, we'll kind of switch off between impressive wins, disappointing loss, and like some power ranking type stuff. But San Fran, man. They look unstoppable. And again, what I alluded to earlier as far as the type of quarterback I alluded to earlier, Brock Purdy, I kind of said it last week, but there is an art 
or a science in not messing up. Mm -hmm. So that is a skill in it. That's a skill set in itself. Brock Purdy is exhibiting that every week as we as we watch. Man. And uh, shout out to shout out to the 49ers, man. Now, watch this. I got a hot take. <laughs> the world beaters in San Francisco will lose this week to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Oh, it's lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> you just got finished. This is a Dallas often. team that just took care of the Patriots. We already expected the Patriots them to. suck. However. Three points in the first quarter is execution. That's that's defense stepping up still. Let's give credit where credit's due. I'm not saying they're going to lose to a bum team, but they look like world beaters. And, and, I, and I'd be willing to look at but the, the a team over like under. Dallas is a team that can compete with them, though. That, that oh, okay. I see why they compete and stuff like that. Now, granted, I'm a, all right. I'm not going to take the wind. I'm not going to take the wind from your wings <laughs> on your hot take today, Big Cliff. Shout out to you for that. We're gonna we're gonna hold you to that as well, because this week, right? Because this week, you know, going and that's the that's the other awesome thing about sports is all of the revisionist history. Like this week, going into it, there were so many people. Oh my gosh, Miami is the scariest thing on grass. Seventy oh, points. We just we don't know what we're going to. And then just one weekend, they're like, "Yo, Buffalo is that deal?" <laughs> they, did you see what they did to the team that just scored seventy? Yeah, so no. yeah. So um, shout out to our uh, resident NFL fans out there, of course, uh, the roaring riot out there. Shout out to my my, my brother, my brethren. That's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Be easy. Shout out to Ian, a resident Titans fan. And also, shout out to my boy E. Tyner. You already know what time it is, man. Panther Nation, keep pounding. So we're gonna we're gonna go to keep it moving. You know the NFL already starts back up in Thursday. So get your gotta get Yoshi lineups. in there. Though. Hold on, real quick. I'm okay. sorry, I gotta yeah, get Yoshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 Giants yeah. fan. Shout out to your Giants. <laughs> they almost as bad as my Panthers. Almost, but not quite. Uh, shout out to your Giants, Yoshi, <laughs> from a New Yorker. But uh, nah. so um, of course, set your set your fantasy lineups up. Them games on Thursday is going to come faster than you know. And them Sunday morning ones, too. Listen, and so as we talk about football, because every day you got something. Friday night lights, but also Saturday. Football. College. It's just something different about Saturdays when you know you don't got to work the next day and NFL <laughs> games are coming on. So you got back to You're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Or, or like if we're at one of our, you know, our frat brother that we normally convene at and can congregate at uh, Meech's house. And it's Saturday, and I know that tomorrow's NFL. <laughs> oh, don't let nothing be on the grill in it like that. But nevertheless, <laughs> this year has been entirely different. Whenever it comes to our Saturday games and uh, it comes to college football in general, um, the main reason, though, Coach Prime. So this mm -hmm. week, uh, mm -hmm. last week, really, they took a, a brutal L to Oregon. And this week, they faced off against Southern California, who came out there to Boulder. And they hosted Southern Cal out there. First things first, uh, let's go ahead and, and speak about the elephant in the room. It looked like the BT Awards out there. All right? Uh, and that's <laughs> something that's been said all year, yeah, Big yeah, Cliff. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this weekend, it was kind of the source awards a little bit. You had yeah. Simba out there. You had the baby. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's always star studded on the sidelines and stuff like that. So that's where I'm starting it. Okay, that's where I'm starting it. <laughs> and and I don't want, I want to be careful how I'm saying this because why? Because <laughs> we're on live. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man B. Cliff sitting alongside DJ I Star with Patriot Patty Studios. But we like to, as a people, uh, be hip, be trendy, be with what's on topic, and so it just is the cool thing to be around. All of that's hype. And I'm gonna leave that right where it's at. But no, like I, I get uh, I get why they're there. If I had the but, money, I'd be but, there. I got an LB that goes and has been to all of the home games so far this year. Um name drop, please. Oh, Quentin Baxter. Right? Okay. Yeah. Quentin, oh, Quentin, oh, Quentin lives in Boulder. And so oh, he's been at all of the games. I think he actually works some of them, but he's at the games nonetheless. So shout out to. Shout my, out to your line, brother. But listen, um, <laughs> so. 48 <clears> 41 <throat> was the score. No, no, but it, uh, before we get to the football part of everything, okay, Brett, it sounds like you have some wise counsel. Mm-hmm. That you want to impart on the Colorado football team with regards to this extracurricular auxiliary members of the media and entertainment field that are occupying the sidelines, bro. Please, please. All right, don't step on your own point. Go ahead with no, what you're going to say. I don't got a problem with it. I just, I just know, like, no, I'm. What? So, what are you saying? I'm just saying, I know people like to be around what's hype and what's trending. They, they, they hype beasts. They it don't sounds care like football. there's like a. No, go ahead. You can say it. Oh, okay. So I see. Okay, no, 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 no disrespect. I'm listening and I'm receiving pause. Everything that you're saying. So you're saying like the black folk like to be around new stuff. So the a lot of the people that are there are not there for Coach Prime or for football, but there because it's the cool thing to do. Because it's that's got you. So not Coach Prime nor football. Now Coach Prime is the catalyst of it, and so it's because he is who he is, and he's doing what he is doing. I don't know that they are supporting the 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 the, the movement and gotcha. Coach Prime changed college football. It's like yo, this everybody is, looking at this. We all talking about it. I want to go be around. This is too. Art Basel. This is the Grammy Awards. This is got gotcha. you New York Absolutely. Fashion Week. This is exactly. We were just talking about a pre-show about folks taking Carnival and making it Absolutely. away from what the purpose of it was. This is they don't care about foot football. They don't care about football. Yeah. It's because it was hype. Shout out to the baby. I don't really even know why I'm shouting you out, but shout out to the baby. <laughs> and he had on his Coach Prime cowboy hat. Um, of course, the ice, but like you know, a Colorado hoodie. But to me, that's the cosplay of it. Is the cowboy hat, Absolutely. and it's like if I do that, then everybody will know that I'm down. I'm da- exactly okay. the shades, okay. the whole, the okay. chain, okay. all of it. Yeah. Okay, big clip. All right, all right, you do this thing. You do this thing. Okay. <laughs> so let's get to the football part of it, though. Now, right before we do that, okay. Yeah. All the right. reason I don't so have you a- want to produce. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a, I see your point. I'm gonna let you get right back to it. <laughs> That's to cut you off, my man. Right. Yeah. But to cut you off, uh, I understand why they're doing it, and I understand why Prime allows it. It brings attention to his football I was about to say, program. the second part is what I'm more interested in than the first part of what you just said. Prime allows it because it, one, brings attention to his football players. The team gets an opportunity to get that exposure nationally. Ain't no such thing as bad press. No, it's attention. Mm-hmm. Players want to be around superstars. Like high schoolers to see next year, I can Absolutely. have the opportunity to be on the sidelines and with the offset. baby. We're offset yeah, with these yeah, NFL the with like 
Michael Irvin, yeah, nah, that's that's so the, the allure of that for recruitment. Absolutely, absolutely, raises that profile, raises the, the profile cachet, of that program yeah. even that much more. Absolutely. So I understand why he allows it. I, I'm not going to even even be after two it. losses, this, keep allowing it. But this the, who we the are losses that the wins that will be associated with that as a result of the players of the caliber guys when they had that first home game. Go ahead, Michael, unpack that part a little bit. The wins that will be. That will come as a result of of those people the being hype. there on the side. Exactly. When they had their first home game and Michael Irvin and them were just roaming the sidelines, the number one recruit in the country, number one quarterback in the class of 2025 was, was that the there. Game? Mm. He was there and took pictures with Michael mm. Irvin and took pictures with all of these celebrities. All right. Now, all you right, got course, your son course, who's going to be in the, NBA, in the NFL, if not next year, then the, if not this upcoming season, then the next if he comes back, Shador's likely going to be what we're talking about, um, Caleb, Williams. Caleb Williams, to be in this Absolutely. year. And so now in 2025, on the heels of With that. The actual squad. So if you were recruiting, and you say, yo, Shador coming back. I mean, I ain't going to tell you nothing, but that's my son now. He coming back. But the, dude, the, guy, the young man is a class of 2025. Oh, that's the, oh, that's the, I'm sorry, that's a quarterback too, though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So even that part of it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so like. As a result, you know, we're going to lose on this field now. We still tr- we competing, and we'll talk about that, how they compete in a second. We're still dogging it out. But to have all of this going on alongside, he is building, and he is he playing chess and not checkers. And they, they you think they hate him now. Oh, yeah. Let him get in this transfer portal next season and get some linemen. Let him have two years, three years. Because And I've, I've said it before, and I'll echo again. When he got to Jackson State and the hype wasn't yet what it was, but it was being built, there were some who was like, oh, but he's not winning. He's doing all of this, but he's not winning. His first season, he went, I think it was a sh- the COVID-shortened season. I think they went something like five and six or five and five. But then the very next season, he had a winning season. And then the very next season after that, HBCU National Championship. Right. And so it takes time anywhere you go with, with, with whatever you're doing. The first three games were a little bit of snake oil for those who may not have understood what college football and who college football was. And even the Oregon loss was a little bit more. We understand that there was a little bit behind that with the extracurricular stuff that was going on. But it was an expected thing because Oregon has the greatest mm-hmm. athletes in college football, even if they don't play the best football. Shout out to Antoine. We were just, it was just hyperbole, brother. We know that Bo Nix hasn't been into NCAA <laughs> for 12 years, bro. We know. My bad, dog. Dog. You my boy. That's my bro. Hey, but yeah, but I'm glad that you cleared that up. That, yeah. for, for everybody that doesn't know, I was putting out memes with, <laughs> following the Colorado-Oregon game that was kind of poking fun at Bo Nix. And, uh, it's wild that Bo Nix <laughs> took over at Auburn after Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of our uh, buddies from Claflin, he took it, you know, literally. literally. <laughs> so nevertheless, though. He's only. Like <laughs> yeah. So, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You want to get to the, let, let's get to the football of the game, though. The final score again was 48 to 41. How do we get to that, to that point or whatever like that at the end of the, and the, and the game ended with an onside kick onside kick mm-hmm. uh did you see the game being that close uh from the from going into the weekend and what were your thoughts on the game overall i knew that they weren't going to get beat like they had gotten beaten in oregon, oregon simply absolutely. because one they were home two prime was not going to allow it i put on facebook um while watching the game it's like prime must have told them y'all gonna turn in jerseys if i don't see some more heart mm-hmm. and some dogs out of here um and that's exactly what happened it, it started off early on in the first half i mean the first quarter 14 and nothing usc jumping out to a quick lead um scored twice more and they were uh, and it was looking like it was going to be a beat down and then that's when see- i left baltimore by the way okay okay <laughs> i was telling myself i'm gonna stay around as long as it's a good game 
Oh, not a good game. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you, I had it on satellite radio, but still, I wasn't able to watch. Which is how I, li- I listened to it also. I was okay. watching a little piece of it, and I, f- I was headed um, to the stadium for, for gotcha. Benedict this for the, Right. right. Um, and so, in watching the, the, the first half, I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and then they showed later on, there was a huddle where Prime, even before the half in the second quarter, and you could see something starts to spark then. And then in the third quarter, it just started getting a little more interesting. And that squad, the defense stepped up for as many of the individuals who say, you know, oh, they couldn't do this and they can't do that. With no Shiloh and no Travis Hunter. Exactly. Down your two top defenders. But what happened is the regular starters, they looked kind of dejected. And Prime was like, you know what? I'm shaking it up. Who want to play? And that's when he went to the sidelines and says, anybody that wants to play right now, I need dogs. If you go out here, you're going to go and you're going to do it. And Colorado unleashed the freshman receiver, number 14, Omarion Miller. Absolutely. And that young dog. And I, I talked about it a lot throughout the week. If he 196, at, just because you're going to say a lot of factual stuff about him. So I just wanted to get my fact out there real quick. Seven catches, 196, 196 and a touchdown. His first two catches, he had over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Because everything that uh, Shador was throwing at him, my boy looked like Jerry Rice out there. Sticking. Like, Stickin it's like nope, that got that. That's a magnet. That ain't going nowhere. And With the tightest coverage. It literally, double coverage, tight coverage. There was a, the most impressive catch that he made didn't even count. It was on a two-point conversion, and he went up between two defenders. The ball was immaculately placed, and, and Marion just went up and was like, oh, let me get that. Looking like Randy Moss, he looked mm-hmm. like Randy Moss with and, and oddly enough, while playing against him, his playing against his son on the USC Brandon side, Rice. he looked like Jerry Rice as well, yeah. and and just that young man stepped up. But what I said through the week was that was a dog being a dog in that Absolutely. instance. Or, and I like what Michael Irvin said at the beginning of this week. He said a lot of those boys grew, grew up and became men in that game. Absolutely. Because you think about it, you you get your behind or your tail whipped by Oregon the week before mm-hmm. and it's, you're dejected to your point. You you kind of have nothing if 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 you're just a regular run of the mill, all right, I'm I'm I was whatever. I was through throughout high school I was the man and I got assigned to Colorado. I'm just got a scholarship and you're like, well we lost Travis Hunter, oh no, Shiloh, Shiloh's not playing either this week. Oh, it would have man. been easy to fold. Yep, absolutely. And uh, what um, a person like Omarion did was like what similar to what players do um, whenever they're trying to make that fifty-three man. Mm. And he really showed his value to the team of why. Look, y'all, y'all go ahead and throw me inside of the. The mix or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, outside, before we went to any of the other top 25 games this week, uh, just any of your other comments, I mean, again, I think to your point with regards to the Giants game, Colorado's offensive line said, look, we're going to at least get this guy a half or a millisecond more. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I'm going to dig deep to beat my matchup or or meet my matchup where he's at to give Shador just that split second more. The other thing that, that Colorado did as soon as they jumped out, they were fast paced. So um, USC came out and they were kind of no huddle and things like that. Mm-hmm. Colorado came out, same thing. They was just right on it. As soon as the play was over, Shador was right on the on the line, ready, ready to I. call a play. He had about 20 seconds, 15 seconds each time to go ahead and audible and make his adjustments. And they, they tried to pick up the pace um, as opposed to the, the past couple of weeks where, you know, they started out more lethargic. Another thing that that does is it slows the defense down. 
Absolutely. USC has athletes, but not like, again, Oregon, because they got the best athletes out there. But um, they got their defense got tired because Shador then was like, yo, we going to do this. If we got to drag them, if we got to listen, y'all can give up 112 sacks. Just don't give up 113. And and they really showed some resolution that was impressive and indicative of who prime uh, really kind of tends and wants that team to be. Now, another team that has shown some resolution throughout college football throughout the entire season actually calls the number one scoring defense in Division Two home in Columbia, South Carolina, the Benedict Tigers, who took care of business against the Morehouse uh, Tigers in Columbia at William Charlie W. Johnson Stadium. Man, oh, man, I am so... As a matter of fact, I got to give some love to the Benedict Tigers, currently ranked number 11 in the ACFA coaches poll for division two mm-hmm. um they there there have been a lot of folks who have been hesitant to give them their flowers this season saying oh they haven't played anybody they have not done this and they have not done that but at the end of the day they are playing an impressive brand of football well in fact Agreed. next week we will have an interview with coach chinis berry um after their matchup this week and and quite frankly this could be a determining factor on what could propel them either into the top five and or validate some of the haters in the matchup with miles who is a pretty uh, formidable opponent, Formable, yeah. yeah uh, taking that trip down to Alabama this week, but what what thoughts, what 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 ideas, or what do you have for the uh, Benedict well, Tigers? I definitely uh, want to give them their flowers and, and salute them, but also um, with those rankings, you know, again on on both sides or both in every poll, we have un, undefeated teams or whatnot, and the the style of the brand of football that Benedict is putting out there is not like. Oh, we're 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 blowing teams out of the water because we've just got this uh, stellar offense and it's not balanced. No, on all three facets, um, special teams, defense and offense, they are executing at a high level. And that's why they are where they are. And to your point, they deserve to be slated much higher um, in my in my regards, you know, in my opinion, rather. Um, and, and we'll see after this week. Uh, now, is that Miles game at home, or is it going to be away or whatnot for them? It's away. It's in Alabama. They are okay. making that trip down there. But what I'm doing real quick, I wanted to calculate because I knew it was something crazy. But I am adding together. They have un, um, they have outscored their opponents one hundred and ninety eight to thirteen. Mm. 198 I mean there's the thing though because we started we started this stat last week we're about what five or six weeks into the college football season so we're going to keep this stat going and you know it doesn't look like we're jinxing them at all so we're just going to keep this thing going (laughs) and uh, see where we end up at the end of the year in addition to being the number 11 team in the coaches poll what really really impressed me was they got a number one first place vote it tallies and tells you how many first place there were only three teams that received first place votes two of them were the number one team and the number two team and then then benedict Benedict at number 11 was the other so they're on the radar they're on and that i think but that's exciting to me to see that they are going to be recognized coach chennis berry just consistently I, i talked about it in our interview with him last year and just in watching him from the booth and announcing he coaches till the buzzer rings there was a penalty i think it might have been like 30 seconds left you you're up 27 to 3 and he was still fussing at his players mm. his star linebacker kilpatrick he has a rule that if you get an unsportsmanlike 
penalty um, for like uh, excessive roughness or anything of the nature, you're gone. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, whether Kilpatrick, his starting star middle linebacker, who could very likely be in the NFL next year, got an unsportsmanlike penalty and was sent back in the back in the second quarter. And this team still took care of business. And they still took care of business. It's, it's an impressive unit Phenomenal. there from top to bottom. I love the way they're being coached. I love the, the tenacity. Even running into one of the um, one of the players on campus who's a support player, one of our frat brothers, just talking with him and hearing how he echoes the words of Coach Barry. Like, mm-hmm. even as that supplementary player, he's, he plays a little bit of special teams, overcoming an injury, trying to get some um, play. He actually transferred in. And he sounded just like Chenis. I was like, bro, you sound like coach. He's like, nah, it's just our mentality, man. We just trying to work exactly. hard every day, take it one and one. And like, he wasn't giving me coach to speak. He was authentically feeling that, man. Right. So, one more time, I got to give a big shout out to the Benedict Tigers, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited. This, as I mentioned, they're taking on Miles College in Fairfield, Alabama, this Saturday, October the 7th at 1 p.m. I'm excited to see one way or another how that one turns out and see what looks what it looks like for them moving forward from there, man. Agreed, agreed. Um, so that, like, uh, want to kind of keep it uh, concise this week, if you will, connotated. Uh, so that's going to kind of do us for our college football talk for the week for the most part. Um Outside of that, I think Florida Florida took a – there was an upset there. Throwing. Right now. <laughs> um, but uh, wanted to move on to the association because they said, Taylor Swift who? Hold my beer. <laughs> and they wanted to go ahead and get their stuff started this week as far as media day is concerned and getting back into the headlines, which they, uh, like I said, made an attempt to do, at least today. Um, I'm going to – I already introduced the impressive win, disappointing loss in our NFL segment. Mm -hmm. So in this association segment where we're talking about basketball, I want to introduce another segment. Um, Instead of big deal, no thing, Mm -hmm. I wanted to call this word association. Word association. All right. I don't got a fancy like (laughs) intro for it or anything. But yeah. So I wanted to do some word association with NBA's Media Day. I'm going to give, I'm going to say, oh, oh, hold on. I know you you need your bag, and I'll see you, and I'll let you get back to it real quick. We're going to skip over uh, the big trade to Milwaukee? That'll be a part of word association. As you were. Continue on. Thank you. Uh, But, so... Well, thank you for for helping produce, but uh, that'll start off the word association. So let's start it off with Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Uh, First word that comes to mind. Cool. I'm going to say appropriate. Okay. You want to go or you want me to call? An explanation. Um, I'll, I'll hurry up with mine. Just think it's appropriate for him to land in a spot where they're going to contend, um, considering everyone's healthy, uh, after the service that he's given Portland. I say cool because it's like, cool story, bro. <laughs> what? So, I'm they not don't scare you at all? Okay. Not all right. at all. All right. Okay. All right, say less. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Um, so a, a lot of people have the, oh, him in the pick and roll with Giannis is going to. I respect Dame seen. as a player, and I like his game, but he doesn't seem like a game changer to me. I don't see him having the ability to elevate that team to. When they won the chip, it was just like, cool. Like, I, I was unimpressed, unenthused. I, mm-hmm. I, okay, cool. Y'all got one. No one's going to remember this. Like, what year did they win the chip? 
It's like any Midwest team winning the chip outside of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. So when Detroit, if Memphis Detroit, won once, I think we would we would be impressed, and folks would remember it. All right, all simply right. because of the players and the caliber of talent that they have. So, well, speaking of Memphis, it brings me on to my second uh, word association: Derrick Rose. Really? Uh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so, go this time. Uh, huh? I'll go first this okay, time. Okay, but for those that don't know, Derek Rose has signed a deal with uh, Memphis Grizzlies. He's over there right now. I'm um, a part of their roster. Go ahead. Derek Rose seems like the loudest mute in the history of the world to me. Like, I know Dog has a voice and, like, uses words and says stuff, but it just seems like if he never spoke, it wouldn't surprise me. And so, okay. one, the fact that he's still playing, really? Wow. The fact that he made the comments that he did to Ja Moran, it's like, bro, but we know who you used to be. Like, we remember you in your Memphis days in college. And so, like, it's interesting that he is now pivoting and or embracing the role of a, of a veteran and, and mentor and or, no, I won't even say mentor, and, and someone who's coming to help push someone else it's just mm-hmm. and it's really <clears throat> so yeah you speak about the comments and and that's kind of what he was saying don't don't quote me but d d rose essentially said i'm not here to uh babysit or or anything like that uh coddle uh john morant but i'm here to push him so that's kind of the words that he used but yeah i say thank god because of the things that you mentioned again his history out there in memphis and and knowing uh, the kind of the layout of, of the city, but also his history with the league and uh, being a Chicago kid, going through things. Derrick Rose is who John Morant thinks that <laughs> he is as far as like struggle in life and stuff like that. So Derrick Rose really, really went through it. So that's what I, I just say. And think, I didn't think that. He I think Mark. that. I think that this is going to be a great thing for Ja. Um, yeah, and then so outside of that, we'll move forward because this is going to be kind of a rapid situation. Drew Holiday is the next word association for you. Drew Holiday. Darn it. Okay. And Drew Holiday went to the Celtics, for those that don't know, and is a part of that unit now. Um. Pause. Yeah. Pause. I'm going to say word association. Drew Holiday. Surprising. Mm. Surprising. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. well, I'll, I'll say yeah, surprising yeah, yeah. again. I didn't. Uh, to me, every time I think of the Celtics, I already think of the ball distribution pause with Jason Tatum and and the highest paid. You know, I want to change the world. Um, you mm-hmm. man, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. But uh. So enough to go around. That's what I'm saying. So with having a Drew Holiday there, is it just, you know, if you're in Drew Holiday's mindset, are you like, yo, I know that I'm coming here to be a facilitator and this and that? Or are you saying I'm coming off of the bench to provide offense? Are you like, what is your actual fit or role in that Celtics situation? I said, darn it, because we're going to have to wait until the trade deadline to get him in L.A. He will not work in Boston, and he, they, I understand why they would want him mm-hmm. more than likely just to keep him away from us, but um, he's not going to work there, and so we'll, we'll have to wait until the trade deadline to get him in L.A. Gotcha. Kelly, so darn it. Understood. Next uh, word association, Kelly Oubre. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> um, 
conniving is mine. Okay, so those that don't know, Kelly Oubre recently signed to the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, it's not a big deal, right? Well, 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 let me stop you there. Not so fast. So, uh, a couple, several weeks ago, uh, James Harden was uh, quoted and and recorded in front of a bunch of children saying that Daryl Morey is a liar and that he'll never play for an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of because he's a liar. Just emphasize the liar part. And um, what does Daryl Morey do several weeks later? A la signing um, Kelly Oubre. Not, does nothing other than bring a silent uh, nemesis of James Harden's <laughs> over to the Philadelphia 76ers. Those that don't know, Kelly Oubre allegedly stole James Harden's lady back in the day and I believe married her or has had children with her and or. So... Um, you know, it's <laughs> what Bruh. Yeah, exactly. I say self-explanatory, bruh. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, the next one that I want to bring up is Jimmy Butler. Mm. Literally. That's yours, okay. Mine will be clout chasing. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me update the audience real quick. Uh, Jimmy Butler went from the Coily Ray braids last year, if you recall, um, and had his extension braids in for a day or two for Media Day. And this year went to the emo. Um, nothing's fair. I want, want. You know, I don't know what these <laughs> bands are called, but went to the emo look, uh, the anime emo look. Um, again, it's, this is a couple of days after accusing uh, Milwaukee of collusion or, or mm-hmm. of tampering, rather. I said mm-hmm. collusion, of tampering. tampering. And um, so, again, th- th- go ahead and describe your onomatopoeia, Cliff. <sighs> <laughs> Bruh, sit down, dog. Like, okay. I, and I like Hemothy. I, I, I do. I, I, I like Hemi Butler. But, dog, relax. Like, <sighs> just chill. You you are amazing at basketball when you are locked in and when mm-hmm. you're playing basketball. But the whole Rachel Nichols thing. Listen, bro, don't steal my thunder. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, that's one thing. Go ahead. Sit down, bro. Okay. Just okay. relax, my boy. Like you, you, you just play basketball. That's- so I'm gonna say what I wanted you to say, but I didn't want you to say it because I wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. Dog is corny. Right? <laughs> like Every time I try to give him the benefit I, of the doubt mm. and they'd be like, yo, he'd be on my AAU team. I could see that. Like, we'd probably be playing video games after practice or something. He does something. I'd be like, yo, yeah, nah. I wouldn't. But that's, that's and even, even, um, so you brought up, um, you brought up the Rachel Nichols thing. Mm-hmm. Remember he had a situation with Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. the whole Gabrielle Union thing or whatever like that. And he then for somebody, it wasn't Shaq. It was somebody else. And it was some fake. You saying outside of D Wade? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what it's I'm like, saying. Just like, shit, yeah, like you, yeah. Like I said, I wanted like it's like you good at basketball. You seem like you could be cool. Absolutely. <sighs> and then I, if you like, what, as as the years go by, when you start thinking about your James Harden's of the world, your um, Joel Embiid's of the world, and stuff like that, are we going to start grouping Jimmy Bucket in that group of guys that athletes that's like, bro, as good as you are. What have you, you won? Exactly. Or who have you led to an actual chip? You are an awesome leader to get people to far in the playoffs. But outside so you of give that, no love for the bubble loss to us. No, I mean that's he what made I'm it saying. To the finals. Absolutely, I agree. Harden and then that. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, 
it's still about winning. What who lost the Super Bowl three years ago? Like that's it's it's about winning. So in totality of your career and stuff like that, with all these shenanigans aside, you know. And, right. and y'all what have something down there in Miami. You might have had an uh, um a just gripe in saying that oh there's tampering going on and this and that, but they don't no. want to see us win. Yeah, but outside of all of that, when it comes down to the season, like in a postseason, what are we winning here? Nothing. So uh that that's that's my thing on Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's gonna keep playing with his hair. I think to <laughs> me it attracts a lot of women that may not be of his you know, heritage, uh-huh, but uh-huh, so he might. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. These shenanigans, if you will. The FFFFFFF. Yeah, so uh, the, the, the last word association that I wanted to put out there was Kai Jones. I showed you quick film of him earlier and everything like that. Um, but word association, Kai Jones. Dare. Okay, you got dare. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... Uh, I'm going to say Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go first or you go first? Up to you. You go. I'll go. All right. I say Donald Trump because you're fired. All right. Ah! <laughs> you're fired. I don't think that his behavior is going to sustain his conduct. First of all, MJ, even what he sold the team already, right? Mm-hmm. And all of that. Like, Ain't we see problem. exactly what's going on. Why? We haven't seen Miles Bridges in two years or a year and a half. You know what I mean? He's out there putting his hands on women. And Kai Jones is out here sweating profusely at an uptown apartment and doing the Dougie and the stanky leg and stuff like that in his apartment by himself. We don't know what's going on with him. So, yeah, you, you got to get out of here, bro. And and he's a great basketball player, honestly. Like, he's a good young prospect. But I don't know what I don't know what got to hold the dog. <sighs> he's got to go, man. He's got to go. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think? I said dare. Um in the 90s, there was a national campaign. <laughs> We're aging ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. You don't got to show me, bro. I know exactly what you... Bro, I came from New York. I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. You don't got to show me. Dare to resist drugs. Drug abuse resistance education. Bruh, leave it alone, my boy. If you can't handle it, my boy, go ahead on and, and let it be what it is, man. I, uh, prayers up to the young man. I hope everything is well. And he just was like being a kid and being nutty. But the way that he was sweating profusely and dancing real strangely, I ain't, ain't looking good for my boy, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listen. I, I like the segments, up. man. Shout out, matter of fact, shout out to my dog today with, with the stellar and amazing job on all of the topics. Man, I might have to let you do this producing thing a little bit more often, Word man. association, ladies and gentlemen. Word association. So, dog, right before we get out of here, man, anything you want to holler at the people about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, a week ago, uh, it was about a week ago now. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we spoke, or when last when we last recorded, rather, I was spoke about how I was down in Orangeburg, caught the South Carolina State Citadel game. Um, and we described, like, game zone and all of that stuff or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that getting into the game zone uh, that – quote unquote I'm good or I'm sanctioned and you know what I mean. I and I was just alluding to the fact that um a lot of my my um older frat brothers and stuff like that have ingratiated me or whatnot and, and it's been a, a fellowship or a brotherhood for life that we have. The guy that actually scanned me in to the game zone, uh brother Stanley Myers of 
um, the Citadel, rather, or the beta mute chapter, if you will, of Omega Sci-Fi. He actually uh, transitioned uh, this past Wednesday, um, had a heart attack, uh, like unexpected type of type of vibe. Uh, if you've seen him on Saturday, last Saturday, he was full of life and everything like that. Um, we were making plans. Everybody's making plans and stuff like that. It's a prominent lawyer in the Columbia area. Um, just a side note, he always held like the fight parties and stuff like that with the with the cues and everything like that. So we just, um, yeah, it was just a, definitely a surpri- surprise and a blow to the community as a whole as far as like the Citadel, um, also the military community, and also the Columbia law community um, as well. Now, uh, Brother Myers graduated um, from the Citadel, uh, his class of 1998, but he also played, first of all, wore number 16 for the Citadel and started 43 out of 44 games as the quarterback. Um, he's the only player in Citadel history to ever throw for 3,000 plus yards and rush for 2,000 plus yards as well. Um, but overall, more important than any of that, just a high quality individual, high quality man. And um, it's, uh, you know, something that really hit me kind of um, hard pause, like where it was just an awkward thing. We we never know. Again, we always talk about it again amongst us uh, fraternity brothers, that silent shadow of death and that we never know when our time is coming. But um, it was divine in its own way. And I'm very, very grateful that I got to share Saturday with Brother Myers, um, you know, and then that. That that's it. I, I pray for his family and praying for the uh, the the alumni of Citadel, the Beta Mu brothers, and also the Columbia um, law community as a whole or whatnot. One more distinct distinction with Brother Myers is that he was the first um, military judge appointed in the state of South Carolina. So uh, just wanted to give him his his flowers and 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 you know what I mean. I appreciate you for allowing us to kind of take this time to, to highlight them. Absolutely. Huge loss, not for just for the law community, not just for our fraternity, but for the world. Um, bro was a good bro, and as is synonymous with so many good men and good brothers, his loss is going to be felt from a lot of different angles, and there's a whole lot of different folks who have known him and been affected and touched by his life, so he's definitely going to be lost. And we're going to send some prayers for his family and for all who, you know, are going to feel that loss. But we appreciate him and all his contributions. We appreciate you for checking in. This has been Carolina Sports Talk. Thank you for listening in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. Love on your family, man. Kiss them. Tell them that you, you, you appreciate them. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. Until next time, we out.